you're mindlessly scrolling through Netflix when you see it. The premiere for the new show that you've been dying to watch is live, and you can't wait to jump in. Your friend Ashley also mentioned how excited she was for the series' debut, so you reach for your phone to text her, suggesting that you two have a little watch party this weekend. You're in the middle of typing out your invitation when you stop. Because you've just had a disheartening realization. This will be the third time in a row that you reach out to her to coordinate a get-together. And you're not one for keeping score, but you can't help but be a little irritated by the fact that she doesn't reach out as much as you do. What are you supposed to make of that? Are you more invested than she is? Should you stop reaching out? Is this the way that things will always be? Today, I'm addressing the number one issue that women bring to me as a friendship coach. And what's wild is that this topic seems to be, to me, the great equalizer. I don't care who you are, you've probably come across this at some point in your life. I sit across from uh, everyone from college freshmen who are nervous that their now long-distance bestie is not as invested as she used to be. And I also sit across from high-achieving vice presidents of national companies who are wondering the very same thing. And while there's so much that I can say here, I'm going to share just enough to help calm your frustrations because I'll be breaking this down in its entirety with more insight and step-by-step -step strategies in my upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships, which will be in a bookstore near you in early 2024. So what will be our focus today? Well, by the end of this episode, you will learn. One, a mental association that you're making about initiating that's keeping you fixated on your disappointment. Two, a new way to see your situation entirely. And finally, something that you can say at the end of your next brunch to encourage your friends to reach out more without making accusations about her being a crappy friend. So if you are ready to get off the hamster wheel of wondering why your friends don't initiate as much as you do, then let's get started. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Okay, before we break this down, I, I have two directives for you. One, if you have personally experienced this issue and you want to talk about it, I might include it in the book that I'm currently writing. I want you to sign up for the chance to have your friendship stories included in my book at betterfemalefriendships.com slash book. Simple, right? Also, okay, directive number two, as you know, these 15-minute podcast episodes are designed to get you thinking differently and to clarify some common misconceptions, but if you want personalized, customized feedback for your situation, you want to talk through it, and you want personalized action steps, a one-on-one -on -one session is, is always best. So again, all of that is at betterfemalefriendships.com. And let me digress for a second. Another reason these podcast episodes are, are 15 minutes long is because sometimes that's all you need. Am I the only one who like has such a pet peeve when it comes to like those hour and a half long podcast episodes and only like four minutes of it was actual value? I can't deal with that, right? Like get to the point. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. So, so the issue of reciprocal initiating is the number one question that I get from women aside from, you know, how do I make friends? It's the number one issue. And so I want to, I want to break this down. Let's first talk about the mental association that's keeping you frustrated. We often assign meaning to people's behavior. And while sometimes we are correct and, and our women's intuition serves us well, there are a lot of times when we 
are wrong. So what happens is we see the discrepancy between the number of times that we reach out and we compare that to the number of times that she reaches out. So factually, we're like, okay, I'm initiating more. This must mean something. And so if she is not reaching out, we start to assume, oh, I'm more invested. Oh, I'm I'm probably looking desperate to her. She probably doesn't care as much. I guess she's too busy for me. I guess she has other friends. I mean, how many of us are guilty of that? Give me a head nod. If you're listening to this in your kitchen or your car, nod your head. Yes, you're guilty. I am too. I am too. I see you nodding. You're in good company. I'm nodding too. We've all been guilty. But the dangerous part about these mental associations is they tend to dictate our behavior. And then we're responding to a self-generated story. It really is what I attribute singularly and, and solely most times to the demise of so many of our female friendships. You behave in response to a self-generated story. I need you to work to catch those assumptions. I'll break down the strategy for this, like the process for this in my book, but it's something I want you to kind of keep in mind right now. And if you're a client listening, you already learned it. We already talked about this, but it can be a deal breaker, right? Assumptions dictating your behavior. So the next time you find yourself getting frustrated because you feel an imbalance and you're like, I know I'm not crazy, but I really do reach out more than she does. I want you to catch yourself when you start to go to building associations or or, um, character summaries about her as a person or as a friend because of this one behavior. Sometimes you might be right. Sure. A lot of times you might not be. Okay. The second insight I want to share with the situation is, is can we adopt a new way to see the situation entirely? Instead of assuming, oh, I guess I care more than she does. Right. I want you to think about the other possibilities of what this means. So instead of seeing the discrepancy and determining that you're more invested, I want you to think about the other sides of the scenario that you are not privy to that you cannot see and just factor them in to your your conclusions about the situation. So is it possible that your friend contributes in ways that looks different from yours? So yeah, you might initiate the hangout. You might be the default coordinator, which we'll talk about in a moment. But if she's often offering to pick you up, she attends your kid's birthday party, she helps you decorate before your events, is she also contributing to the friendship? Because that counts for something. Can I find a way to be content with that? Can I also acknowledge the fact that, of course, I'm always going to be aware of what I do to contribute to the friendship more than what she does. So there will always be a skewed number there because I'm only getting half of the story. My perspective of what's happening will always be limited to my uh, first person experience. But if we can step back for just one second, try to take an aerial view of quote unquote balance. Does our balance and reciprocity just look different? But when I think about how she's an attentive listener or how she is supportive of me emotionally and I give that equal weight to who initiates, does it therefore become balanced? I also encourage you to pay more attention. And I got this tip from Shasta Nelson, who's like the OG of friendship experts, who says to pay more attention to who says yes. Instead of getting fixated on who prompted the hangout, who's receiving it with with enthusiasm. So which of my friends is eagerly saying, oh yeah, you want to do coffee? Uh, Heck yeah, what time? I have to find a way to make that count for something. It just looks different. I want you to pay attention to the friends who you are initiating with who say no or who cancel last minute. That's where we should really be kind of doing some some uh, evaluating is between who's saying yes and who's saying no, not who started it and who received the invitation. Just a new way to look at things. Now I have one more insight for you 
don't go away. I work from home and I have my own business, so I'm usually pretty isolated. And I really have to put in a lot of extra effort um, into making new friends and keeping those friendships going. And I've gotten so much valuable information and resources and support from this program. And I would definitely recommend it to anyone who is looking to strengthen friendships. Danielle is super available during the program. She's always offering um, if you want to email her, ask her questions, and the group calls are really helpful. And so you don't have to feel like you're doing it on your own or figuring it out on your own. So I just highly recommend it. If you are trying to get your friendship situation together and find more satisfying relationships with other women, then you need to join us at betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. That's betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. We'd love to see you over there. Now, the final insight I have to share with you is this. How can you prompt her to initiate more without being accusatory? If you come at anybody by telling them what it is they're failing to do, if they do meet your needs, sometimes it's out of um, resentment or obligation, um, or they're going to be defensive and kind of double down and not do it because you're telling them what they're failing to do. And they feel like, well, you don't see all the things I, I do give right? And so I don't want to come at you with accusation. Instead, I'm going to give you an invitation. I'm not going to be accusatory. Let me pause here for a second and say, you know, I'm about to give you a tip of something that you can say that will help, but I've included four additional scripts for ways to get your friends to initiate more without being accusatory and without being awkward. One caveat there, you got to deliver it with confidence. If you are not confident, it is going to be awkward. <laughs> okay. So practice in the mirror, do what you got to do. So that's in the friend Ford library, which launches soon. That's at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. It goes live very soon. And I'm excited to see that some of you have already joined. So that will have um, a resource, an extended resource for scripts of how to get your friends to initiate without being awkward or accusatory. But let me give you something right now. So here's a suggestion. Let's say the, the next time you you are ending brunch or whatever physical outing or get together you're doing. You guys come out of the restaurant, you just finished brunch and you're like, "Ooh, that was really good. I want you to try something like this. It was amazing. Thank you for coming with me. I'm realizing that I'm always the one, you know, prompting you to say like, hey, let's go to brunch. And I'm like picking out the places we go. And I'm sure that you're sitting on some other good recommendations for like spots that we can go to and things we can do. So how about next weekend, you tell me where you want to go to brunch. Like, let me know what you want to do. I know that you have ideas too. So I welcome those. Sometimes it's just about inviting her to participate and giving her permission. Let me tell you this story and I'll close out with this. I have a friend and I don't know if she's listening and she knows who she is. And um, a couple years after we graduated college, I started to notice an imbalance in who was initiating and I was always coordinating things and planning things. And we had fallen into a default ecosystem within our friendship where I was the coordinator and she was the one who was just going along for the ride. And so one time she was like, okay, you know, tell me what you want to do. And I was very snippy. I'm not proud of it. And I was like, well, I don't know. Why don't you come up with an idea? Like, why don't you reach out to me and come up with an idea? How about that? Very snippy. And she looked a little confused and then taken aback. And she was like, oh, um, okay. I mean, I could do that. I just, I guess I don't initiate and give you ideas because my ideas are not as cool as yours. Like, I don't know the cool spots to go. I don't have ideas for things to do. So I guess I just wait for you to tell me. 
And I realized at that moment, like, oh, this is like a confidence issue. Like there's a legitimate reason for why she doesn't feel that she can initiate. And it does not speak to how invested she is in our friendship. And that was a game changer for me. So if we had to summarize today's three points, they would be associations, contributions, and invitations. One, associations, what stories are you telling by making meaning of her lack of initiation? What are you associating with that? How are you assigning meaning to that behavior? The next thing is contributions. What other ways do your friends contribute to the relationship overall? And can we find a way to make that count? And finally, invitations. How can I encourage her to take more of the action that I desire and and exhibit the behavior that I need to feel desired and pursued in our platonic relationship, how can I inspire that kind of action from her without accusation, but instead invitation? Those are your summary points. Got it? For those of you who take notes, I know you're so studious. Okay, here we go. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I actually have two uh, options for you here. The first is I want you to take a look at the people who say yes to your invitations and the people who always find themselves busy or they're canceling last minute. That's where we really need to be focusing our attention so we can differentiate between where we need to continue to invest our time and energy. Not on who initiated, but who's saying yes. The second thing I have, because if you're, you're a high achiever, you're a star student, right? So you're like, give me more homework. The second thing I want to inspire you to do is the next time you find yourself thinking, she doesn't reach out, I guess she doesn't care, maybe I should cut this off. I want you to ask yourself, what evidence do I have of the story that I'm creating? What evidence do I have of the story I'm creating? Even as I say that, I feel like that sounds very like life coachy, right? (laughs) But oh my gosh, it is such a game changer once you download that strategy into your brain. Okay. You got this. If you're still struggling with this, then you can reach out to us on Instagram at friendboard or follow me on TikTok at the friendship expert for a few more insights. And in the meantime, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. (music) 